0: Somewhere uh, here we are, gang. This is supposed to be at 1 p.m. today, and I was still driving back from um, beautiful downtown Akron, Ohio, and so where I was attending the Teach Better conference. And it's been three years since I went to the last one in 2019. So myself and Tracy Pinter, uh, who's probably in the comments somewhere, um, went, and then then I came home and took a nap because I was tired and. Man, I'm noticing my voice sounds like I've been talking all weekend. I know because your boy closed every bar this weekend, of course and not because we were out. We weren't like doing. This no. wasn't the Coyote Ugly. It was um, we.
1: You can't help just, talking. I you just well, one because I'm not in connecting. school
0: now, so like I don't have that like human interaction all day. <laughs> I this is how you interact yes. with humans <laughs> all day. Um, so that that was. Fantastic. And, and got to meet up with a ton of great people that were just like such a good reminder that there's so many great teachers out there from like people that were like, I've never met before. Like Neil Gupta was there and he was awesome. Great presentation. Um, Alison Apsey, uh, I saw her present for the first time and just incredible, um, ran into Dave Burgess again and just, uh, oh, uh, Becky Schnechter or Schnexer. Um, she is Is like, that really how you say it. It's, yeah. Cause she did a whole thing. She goes, cause what supports your head, <laughs> sir? And, and
1: uh, <laughs> I love it because I have, n- I've never, ever known how no, to say it. You we're literally saw with...
0: everybody doing, we were like, <laughs> <laughs> okay. I love so it. yeah, it was really, it was awesome. It was such a good reminder. I was talking to folks last night. I said the, the one, the one downside to really great, teacher conferences is that you get to run into all these people that are doing incredible stuff and then you go to school monday and those people weren't there they did not attend the conference and so you're like you're all fired up and stuff and then everyone else it's like i don't know it's like there's a club in your head and then no one else can hear the music or something like that so but that's i mean I, my hope is that that's what sunday nights are sunday sundays are sunday night teacher talk getting into like just touch base with some people that are doing great stuff that are struggling with the same things that are doing, have great ideas. And then you get the benefit of just being in the same virtual space with them anyway. Um, yes.
1: I just want to say someone in the comments, I don't know, TA saying it's their first time participating in this. It's 8am where they are and they uh, were walking into school. Now have a great day. Oh,
0: have a great day. <laughs> Fantastic. Love it. Love it. Love it. Um, so, Look, two things I want to address before we jump into questions. We're going to do full hour as usual. Um, Look, I got I got nap hair going on here in the back. Um, So (laughs) that's that's what it looks like. Um, One, I put a video out this week um, about how I left the classroom and I wasn't I was really nervous to do it, to be honest with you. A number of people have called me out on it, like like how nervous I looked in the video because I really was. I wasn't sure, you know, when you get into this work. Of Like on this on this side of the camera, um, the, when I talked to folks about leaving, the number one thing they said was, don't you think you're going to lose credibility with people because you're no longer in the classroom? And the overwhelm, when I tell you overwhelming, like emotionally overwhelming for me response of positivity, there were like five people in there that were not nice. We know who you are, um, but like... The overwhelming majority, it was just, it, I, it was so overwhelmingly kind. And I just wanted to take a second and just say, I appreciate it. Um, like I said in the video, my goal now is to help teachers full-time be who they're called to be. And and the, all of that energy and love and creativity and wacky ideas that I brought to my classroom being able to bring that to youtube like this is like i couldn't be more excited i know that i'm made the right move so i just want to say thank you so much to everyone who was so kind about everything so supportive it really really i try i try not to try not to count on that from people right i don't I try not to count on like the need um the compliments and stuff like that but damn it it, it I don't feels think it's, good i
1: think you're mixing it up i don't think it's the need for you and it of course it does and i think the feel good part is the confirmation, right? The work that, that we do and the things that we talk about, nobody knows, nobody knows what what you and I talk about every day. Like when when we discuss real rap with Reynolds and our business, like nobody knows our ideas and our heart and our really like they, nobody really knows those things. And so when people can see that and can confirm it, it feels really good. And so it's not about the compliments or anything like that. It's confirmation that we're just doing um, and we're we're moving in the direction yeah. that we need to be.
0: I'll, I'll tell you, like, um, just between you and I, um, the babe, that was a joke. Oh, get it? Just oh, <laughs> yeah. uh,
1: sorry, yeah. I started going back. Let's to work. do it
0: again, babe. Just between you and I. <laughs> All right, okay. Um, <laughs>
1: we need a sound machine.
0: Folks at the conference this weekend were asking me, like, like, what happened, and mm. when I told just a few things, people were like, "How did you stay there?" for multiple years with yeah. that happening yeah so.
1: i think that's the hard part with like the youtube videos like it's you, there's a lot of things that you can't go into um no and you know um, what some
0: of that is too dude it's not even this it's not even the school it's the students that have to go there like my god like dude, i had dudes hit right, me up all facts. week that asking me questions and stuff like that and like yeah. Checking in, like supporting if me. If
1: you saw them, because there's so many comments to read. Um, you had a bunch of. I, I will in read it. all
0: of them, but yeah. yeah. So look, with that, um, and not just because I, not just because of the support, but just because look, we we want to help people the the best that we can in in big ways and in little ways. And so last week we asked you to put your, uh, where you were from, and then I looked through all. I took all of the names that of anyone that was on the live portion of the live feed. And we picked out uh, five winners for stuff. So these people, um, what I'm going to do is I'll say your name. If you could please uh, shoot us an email with your, with a mailing address that we could send stuff to. Um, And then we're going to, we're going to send you some free stuff. So one, um, two people, one, my book, if you already have my book, uh, you could just send me a name of someone that you want to have the book and i'll sign it to them uh, otherwise if you don't have it yet i'll sign it to you um so winner number one was shana gherkin One copy of teacher class off and then uh my boy jacob ingram who i just remember because he has such a great just great profile picture mm-hmm. on there too uh you also won a copy of teacher class off mm-hmm. and then i was gonna just give away i have these like um like tons of these expo marker situations um, so in, I don't, here's what I'm going to add. So there's two people that I was going to give this away to, but this didn't feel like enough. I want to make like one of those kits that we made for back to school oh, for okay. people with like a, a little bunch package. of different stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cause and we have all
1: kinds of random,
0: rando, tons of school teacher supplies. supplies. Mm-hmm. So, so teacher supply boxes are going to go to. If I ruin your name or if I don't even know your real name because you put a screen name on there, (laughs) you know who you is. Uh, I don't even know why I just said that. Um, Macaroni Magpie from Illinois. Right. That's the name on it. it. So um, we are we're going to send you a teacher supply box. And Stephanie, I think it's Kiel, K-I-E-L from Winston-Salem, North Carolina. You're going to get a teacher supply box also. And then. Um, for the big one, we want to give away a hundred dollar gift certificate that you can use. Look, I, you could use it to bless your classroom. You could use it for coffee for, uh, you know, for me. That's a couple of weeks. weeks um, for like it depends on my coffee consumption when I'm at school. You could spend it on boxes of wine. I don't I don't You know, you you do you. So but that hundred dollar gift or card, go
1: get a massage. What's that? Or Go get a massage. You could
0: go get a massage. Um is going to Mrs. Parham's class that was the screen name on there. So, um shoot us an email at realwrapwithreynolds.com. You can even get to us right through the uh through the website if you can't remember the email address um and which is you can go right there. Uh contact us and we will send those out post haste. And then oh, I didn't have, I have the winners somewhere for the I'm giving away that Darius book at some point. I, no, I we have, already have
1: them, and I'm. I, oh, do you? Well, no, I thought we already picked them. Yeah, but, but we I didn't notify anybody yet. No,
0: but I, I had it written down. Yeah, on it's an on envelope. a different
1: piece of paper somewhere. Oh so. my gosh! Can you tell our lives are super busy and we're? I swear we're trying to get more organized.
0: Okay, I didn't even brush my hair today. No, all stop.
1: Right. <laughs> Let's kick it. All right, take that down. Um, it's warm back here. That's because we have all the sound stuff up. It's, yeah. It gets hot back There's here. A lot of
0: soundproofing going on.
1: Um, okay, hold on. Sorry, I lost my question. First up, though, is uh, John Lopez. My man. So you never know what you're going to get. You never Here know what go. you're going to get.
0: Could be a question about pens.
1: All right. John's asking, what is the difference between an overachiever and simply just doing one's job? I love these. I love these questions, John. <laughs> and over, When
0: I think of overachievers, John, they it sounds like someone to Like, look, I... I want to do great work. So I was hanging with, um, Kevin Butler this weekend, who has a really, really great book. And I meant to buy it. And I forgot, um, cause you have
1: breezy talk sure. I think it's called
0: lights, camera teaching. And he teaches out in LA and he is awesome. I mean, his he rattled off ideas that I was like, Oh snap. Like I want to use every single one of these. Like you should be telling everybody about these ideas. Um, so it was incredible so one of the things he does the really short version he has a smart board behind him which already comes with class and every day a different child signs up during homeroom and they do a 10 minute morning show so it's like a like a is it michael and kelly or i I don't really
1: i don't know know. I'm like like (laughs)
0: like like ellen or kelly clarkson that kind of thing right so it's a morning show and the kid has to bring in a, a, a current event and then he sits them down and they have like little chairs and they have like the flowers on the table and all this stuff. And he does like, Oh, all right. So like, you know, welcome back to homeroom. Like, what'd you do this morning? Uh, Like, or what'd you do last night? And then the kid tells a little bit about what they did last night or this weekend or whatever. And then this student is in charge of saying something along the lines of like, you know, well, speaking of which, you know, something else that happened this weekend was, did you see that in Philadelphia, blah, 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 blah. And they share a current event and then they do a quick little game. So the game that I posted on Instagram, you get a glass of water, you fill it up pretty high. There's two glasses. So then um, he had a water bottle and he would fill up. He had to put a little bit of water in his glass. Then I had to put a little bit in my glass. And then you keep going back and forth. But the funny thing about water is that the water goes up way above the rim oh. because apparently, and I don't know this because I teach high school English. <laughs> um, the I think it's a, some kind of bond. The water bond, the water molecule bond is like, holding on they bond uh, oh, uh, like so, so much stronger than other molecules so then he makes like a little lesson out of it but they keep going till someone's thing spills and the you know that person that's whoever, just the
1: beginning of the class
0: that's just the first 10 minutes of the school day during homeroom oh every day fun so he got in trouble and he's not supposed to do it anymore because other teachers what? were complaining that he was having too much fun in his classroom
1: why, why does this happen
0: so the my answer to your question john is an overachiever to me is that's just fine but when i think of overachievers they're the kind of people that are like oh do you know what we do no we do in our homeroom you know why it's so magical they they like want to stand apart and it's almost a snobby sort of a thing instead of someone that's like so kevin was like yo i'll tell you what i do every day like y'all can just do it also like do something awesome in your class and so that that was an overwhelming theme this weekend of like folks that are doing incredibly cool stuff in their classrooms, and then getting hate from other teachers because they're like, yeah, um, you're making no one want to come to my class. I'm sorry, come again. Like
1: it's really sad. I think people just don't like teachers. Just don't or I I, I don't know. I don't want to say no. Teachers, but that would be some, like Burger King showing up at like Chick Fil A and being like,
0: yo, all this my pleasure stuff, yo. no one wants to work at burger king anymore right right and change the game bro so it was that's what i think of it like i love the idea of (laughs) overachieving yes but it's it's bringing people to your party and 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 inviting people in and
1: my daughter needs me so i need to move uh, to the next question come on all right go ahead Wait. Uh, okay. So our next question is from Nassim. He's All asking right. the big one. You know that everybody asks. Do you regret leaving?
0: Um. So that's a great question. Uh. I do not, and let me tell you why. One, because my school became an incredibly and like I said before, I don't really want to go into that. Like, if you meet me in public one time and you want to ask me, I'll I'll tell you whatever. But, um, it became an incredibly unstable, unhealthy place to work. I do miss the students. Um, I'm trying to one of my plans this year that's not been easy, go figure, is to try and um, book events for students so that my student like I'm partnering with teachers that still work in the school. I'm on I'm on the back end connecting teachers and students with activities, with trips, with things of that nature. That's one of the goals this year. Um, but I, you know, like I said in the video, I. I serve this higher calling and and that has never let me down. It's oftentimes confusing to to follow what I believe is a calling to do something, to live somewhere, to go somewhere. Like when we moved to Africa, um, where we lived in Africa for two and a half months, because I felt. That, that was the calling. When I lived in a monastery for a little while, that was the calling. When I wanted to be a clown, um, that was a calling. And those some of those things switched and I never got there, but I took the experience of that and then poured it into something else. This feels no different. This feels like it is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Um, and it's
1: been quite a journey to get to this point. It, oh, like, yeah. It's definitely It wasn't not a something... bad year.
0: It wasn't a bad two years. It was five principles in three years
1: yeah it's and been
0: a thousand other things so
1: yeah it's i just think like that's the part that people can't see is like that whole long process yes. to get to this decision but
0: i'll tell you I'll, I'll tell you this it that wasn't the only reason i left right i i feel and look I, I mean not i don't want to compare it to anybody else's situation right i know a lot of people are going through really hard school years and, and many really years right and now. things like that um for me though it felt like a pull from like it had to be that bad to get me out of the classroom
1: yeah like you I wouldn't never, have left yeah and, you and wouldn't.
0: so to like it felt like that holy discontent that I talked about to pull me out of the classroom
1: well the funny thing is even people who are like really you didn't have even though the let me rephrase that. There's chaos going around in your school, but in your classroom, you were successful. You had great. You, yeah. The kids behaved. You didn't have like. I mean, oh, we a, had a great year last year. Issues, right? every year, but like overall, like your classroom still maintained. Yeah. What it always means. Kayla and
0: I had a really yeah. good year last year.
1: Yeah, that and that, um, and that it, it was just dualistic. It was weird the yeah. whole year because it was that that twofold. All right, um, ready. All right. Sharon is up next asking, I've been asked in the past week to write three college recommendation letters. I've never done it before. Any tips or guidance on how to write one?
0: Oh, sure. So, Sharon, I think one one I would check with your college department to see, like, are they um, like what th- they're going to give you tips and tell you what they're looking for when when like they, they're going to know the process a bit more. But one of the things I always try and do is not write everything. I typically do like a one page close to one page, never more than two. And I start I always tell a story about a student that is um, show some quality that is like this is the kind of kid you want in your school. Like like they're um, incredible. And I do not write a lot of college recommendation letters. I it is like like if just because someone asks me does not mean that I say I'll do it it is a very specific like situation that I want to do because I want it to be authentic and I want to really have a story. And I, and I don't necessarily just want to pull that story from ninth grade, which is what I, you know, taught for so long. Um, And now you're a senior. So it has to be a really strong connection, but I like to tell a story first and then break down why, why this was important to me, what I saw, but like what, what I read between those lines a little bit and then how that would manifest into them being a really great addition to the program that you have at your school. So that's why, that's how I always start that one.
1: All right. Kelly is up next asking, have you ever felt judged by uh, by other teachers for putting extra time and your own money into your classroom?
0: This is, that, this is the face I'm giving you right here. <laughs> yes. All the time, man. Um, and that's tricky, but like I, So I I had this conversation this weekend, um, again, where like my buddy, Kevin Butler or my friend, Becky Schnexer, they are above and beyond teachers. Like Becky teaches science and middle school, high school science and is never inside. She only teaches outside and she gets a lot of stuff for this. And she's at a really like what she thought was going to be an incredible school this year, but, um, it turns out that it's the same old stuff that everyone else is dealing with. So it's a like, because what happens is, and I, I heard, I think this is the quote that I read before your angels aggravate other people's demons. And whether you're not, you're like, that's your jam is angels and demons. I'm not going there, but it's like, um, like the, the light upsets the darkness. And so it's when I do that though, here, here's how I try to, to get around that. Cause I mean, you've seen my room, it's way over the top, um, and to be in it, you kind of get even more of a sense of like it's the lighting, it's a, a lot of things, but it's um, it's one, it's my room, and I gotta be in here all day, so I want to be somewhere that's great, and two, I want a place that kids want to be in, like I want them to see stand up desks and themselves in the library. I want them to, the music and the smell and the lighting. I want all that for kids, and so. When someone, when anyone has ever come in and said like, oh man, I love your, this is a lot of people don't know this. I love your floating bookshelves. Oh really? Would you like some? And then I either have extras that I've just made over the years that I've had, because I've had them in different configurations and in different locations, um, or I just make some for them. Like if someone was like, oh man, I love this book that you have in your shelf. Just take it, go ahead and have it. Um, if someone said, hey, would you help me? Would you come up to my room and, and help me like, sort of like like kind of dream up a scenario or figure out like what I could do in here or what I could build in here all the time. Yeah. Let's just do it. I'll come up after school and we'll, and we'll do it. So to me, it's one it's when you're doing lessons or having things in your classroom that are incredible. It's inviting people into your awesome. I talk about this in my book um, where like it is inviting people into your awesome because it's not just, I often wonder this. Um, if the party that your neighbor is having that's super loud, it goes way too late. They're laughing and carrying on all night. And let's say you're the neighbor that calls the cops. Are you calling the cops because it's too loud and over the top? Or do you just are you just pissed that you didn't get invited? So it's inviting people into your awesome. And then the other thing is if somebody needs help with what they're doing, it's offering it up. Like it, this is a skill that I have. Right. Like I like building stuff. I like creating spaces. So. Oh, you like that? Yeah. Do you, do you want to talk about your room? Like I could like, maybe we could make some flying books for your room, or I could show you how I do it. Or I actually have a YouTube video. You can just follow along, put some in your room. Um, and it's encouraging people to be awesome. Also, instead of just trying to stand out for standout sake, it's, it's like trying to, to have that permeate out through your, your school. All right. What you got, dude?
1: Um, Amanda Asking, are you excited about the Philly's success this year? Let's go, Phil's.
0: I was in Ohio and they were watching some dumbass college football game, and I'm like, Bro, what? bro, like, <laughs> and so I guess keep seeing it on Instagram or like, like, because like uh, a yeah, bunch so of people from school, like King was there it. and Hannah was there and stuff. Yeah, that's um, all it yeah, <laughs> it's very, very exciting. Uh, it makes me really wish. Like, th- that's one of those moments that, like, if I was in school, the kids would be super stoked. Everyone would yeah. be wearing Phillies gear. They'd be coming in and talking about the game and stuff. And um, so between the Phillies and, and the, the Eagles, Eagles right I now, who are, I, I didn't, I'm unaware of anything about the game today. If not, I don't even know if they played no, today doesn't or anything.
1: it like, 8 o'clock, I All think. right,
0: so they're undefeated right now as well. Um, yeah, it's really exciting to go through. Yeah.
1: Okay. Yeah. Um, all right. Next up is Summer. Let me find her. All right. Summer's asking, "How can I make PLC and team meeting time valuable when my team are literally bumps on a log? These meetings are mandatory, but it feels like a time energy suck."
0: You know, mm. Summer. I um a friend of mine, Allison, who I've already referenced today. Uh, Allison <laughs> Apsey, says um, she was a principal for I think twenty years um, at two different schools, and she says she starts the year with um with she does icebreakers, but I don't know that it's about the icebreaker. So she did an icebreaker in her session, and it was really great because we did it on an app. And she said, "What was your favorite um, TV show as a child?" And so you just typed it in, and then it went up on the board, and you didn't know who was who. And it was really funny because it sounds um, like
1: the best icebreaker ever.
0: It, so it was great because, <laughs> because it was so low stakes. You didn't have to raise your hand. Yeah, you right, have to right. say it out loud. Right. Um, so I said Night Rider. So I, I see Knight Rider pop up and then I see Night Rider pop up again. I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Someone There's else. another Knight Rider person. Here. <laughs> like, and what are the odds? For all, for all the children that are uh, too <laughs> young for this. Night Rider was an incredible TV show starring, uh, David oh, Hasselhoff, dude, the
1: picture of the car that we saw. I
0: did. I just ran into the Knight Rider because I was going to send it to Lopez. He, I mean, Chris Carson. <laughs> I thought he'd know what it was, too. So anyway, it was really fun because it gave a point of, of contact. Right. So, I'm not a big icebreaker person. But then what she did next was really interesting. Allison said that she asks her staff, and I think you could do this in a PLC meeting as well. Um, what would support look like from school leadership this year? But what what is one way that school leadership could support you this year? That would be awesome. And then everyone just shares. They th- again, they throw these things up there in the same exact way. So the first one was oh, like nice. a really easy question. So you knew how to do it. Then you throw up these answers. Um, And she does it a couple different ways. One is one. It's one word answer. And the other one is like you can just have a, a brief statement, like a sentence.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And it was so good because she's like, the next thing I do is tell leaders in our school to ask a lot of questions, but then you have to actually listen to the answers. And so there's a difference here, right? So in, in meetings like this, there's commiserating, um, which I don't know is particularly useful. Sometimes like venting, very, very useful. Commiserating is like, Oh, did you see what they did to their yeah i know i know can you even believe right just complaining
1: to complain right
0: but that builds a culture of complaining right and so if i was in a plc and i was leading it it's asking those questions it's getting answers and then it's and then it's trying to do your best to figure out a solution to help those folks out because then plc becomes actual actually useful so that could be lesson planning. Like I remember when Jen list used to do it with us, we would actually plan lessons in there. We'd be like, does anyone have like you're working through something, you're going through a lesson. It's really difficult right now. You're not sure what to do. Um, kids aren't really grasping it. They're not really getting down with, with the idea that you came up with. And um, it was so great because then someone would be like, yeah, I'm trying to teach this. And we'd all sit around and we're like, yeah, all right. So have you tried this or what about this? Oh, you know, it'd be really fun. So you start using it for what it's supposed to be used for, but in a really, like, practical way. What if
1: you can't get anybody to participate because there's such bumps on a log?
0: I'll tell you what. I mean, look, Summer, I'm not in that room. I just want to
1: give her the option of, like, how severe are we going on this? Like, are Um, we really, really severe? And, like, what would you do if it's that severe? (laughs) I love just even this face right now. (laughs)
0: I'm going to go extreme on this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go extreme on this answer. I used to, uh, leave this group for my church. We had these meetings called cell meetings. And I used mm-hmm. to get like all the folks that like, they'd be like, if someone was like, uh,
1: hope nobody's listening No, no I don't this. care.
0: Watch, watch this. I'm not saying anyone's name. We used to have folks that, um, like, we
1: it was all a lot of shy people together. A lot right? of shy people, a lot of unstable people, right. a lot of
0: like, like, <sighs> And that's fine. Look, enter in who you are. I don't want you to be anything you're not. But but, sometimes but the expectation was like, when evil. you showed up in this small group, we were going to talk through things. We we're going to work real life problems out. And I'd throw a question out there and I'd say, does anyone have anything they want to talk about? And it was crickets every week for like five weeks in a row. And so that fifth week, I finally called everyone out. and I was like, yo, what are we even doing here? Like, why? Like, why do you come? If we're not trying to be better, if we're not trying to get better, I do the same thing with students. Why are you in my class right now? If you're not going to do anything like, like you're not tied to a chair, no one handcuffed you to the desk. Like you don't have to be here. You just go sit in the bathroom. There's seats in there, you know, you could like, but you're just showing up to either be a wild distraction or to not do work. So I'm just wondering, like, what are we doing here? Let's just have a real conversation about it. And I did that. And then the next week I didn't show up on purpose. Uh, to the cell meeting because I it was they would have to talk if I wasn't there Mm. even if they were just talking about me not being there right somebody was (laughs) gonna have to have a conversation because I wasn't going to show up and do this thing that like no one wanted to do that would be like showing up to a band practice and you're the only one that wants to play their instrument and it's just like "Is is anyone else we we doing this or not so I think it's sometimes and it doesn't have to be that aggressive but it's sometimes it's entering into the difficult conversation of like Yo, like, I'm. This just like, I, here's my hope for this. Here's what the school wants. Here's my hope. Um, what do we want? Like, we might as well use this time. Like, we're sitting in here like for forty-five minutes or whatever. What are we doing? Um, and it's and it's exercising that. Um, but I mean, they're grownups. It's like, I I just say like, I think that your level of success in almost anything is like in, in life is your ability to have difficult conversations. Um, and so that's, that's how I would start that off.
1: All right. I hope that answers that for you, Summer. Um, okay. Elizabeth is up next asking, so a local school needs a science teacher immediately. Do you think it's a good idea to talk to the principal about it?
0: Sure. I think that, it, you know, but the best job interview I ever went on was the school that I was my last school that I worked at, um, because I didn't need that job that I want it? Yeah. Was it was a great school. Uh-huh. Did I was it way better than where I came from? Yes. Uh it was more money. It was everything. I had a classroom with windows. I mean, like I came from first five years I didn't have a window. Uh actually I did have one window, and it was about this big. Mm-hmm. It looked like it was in the back of a van. One of
1: those tiny trailer um, windows. Yeah.
0: So the um but I went in and it was so great. I think I got the job because I was so relaxed. Cause it I it wasn't like. There were no stakes. So I think going in and interviewing the school. So interviews are not just the school interviewing you. It's you interviewing the school to see if this is a good fit. And I'll be honest with you, with the teacher shortage right now, there's never been a better time in history that I know of for teachers for to really teachers that, interview. Schools, yeah. Be like, like yo, do I well, even want to be here? Like, what are y'all paying? Like, what are the, what are the duties involved uh, yep. alongside with teaching? How many different classes do I get my own room? Like do y'all wear jeans? Like, like,
1: are you really putting me in the class that I'm like, am I going to teach? I see yeah. people complaining about this in our group uh, right now. Like they're like teaching stuff that they're like, I am not supposed to teach this. This no. is not what my degree is in or what I know how to teach
0: Walker that I taught with. That was her big complaint. She yeah. was a history major, and then they brought her in as an English teacher, and then they complained how she taught English. And she's like, "Bro, I didn't, I didn't right. do this." I think
1: someone's I teaching taught science history. or something. I was reading, and I'm like, "Oh gosh!"
0: Just because history and English are a dime a dozen, like we're, there's more of us than there are of any other teacher, probably, but especially as a science teacher, I'd go in and see like what you could do with that, and then I'm gonna plug um, Becky uh, Schnexer's book. Um, expedition i have it in the other room i forget what it's called um but uh her book is it's on my instagram I, i've plugged it i'm gonna plug yeah. it again this week it's that's worth doing if you're gonna get a science teacher job it's well, i don't know humbling. i don't
1: oh yeah this is a yeah, yeah. science teacher Sorry. so i
0: think mm-hmm. it, it is it's worth going it's it's go take a look to give it a shot see what happens
1: all right um up next is katie asking uh what is your advice for looking for another job while being a full-time teacher, looking for more um, watered pastures, but also can't afford to leave current school without something lined up.
0: For sure. So Katie, I think it is, um, one, it's starting to put stuff out there. So I would say one of the things I just try, this might work. It might not work. Go into our Facebook group. If you're not already a part of it, real rapid Reynolds teacher talk. And uh, on Facebook, it's a closed group, which means that like, there are some people that have like other folks from their school that are in there. I I found out, but like, by and large, like there's no, there are no companies. No one can just enter into the group. So your admin's not going to just kind of stumble upon it or something like that. And just see, Hey, look, I teach this subject, this grade level in this part of the country. Does anyone know of any jobs that are available? It is. I think when we start actively looking, start actively asking people, it's, things start showing up, right? It is, um, I've talked about this a few weeks ago. It's just part of your brain called your reticular activating system. And what it does is it cancels out all the extra stuff that's around you, because if you paid attention to literally every single thing that was going on. So if you're taught, if you're listening to me and we're not talking about ADD here. We're talking about like next, next, next level. So you're paying attention to the flickering candles. And is there an eyeball on that crow back here? Yes, there is. Of course there is. Um, you're paying attention to the light. You're paying attention to every once in a while. You can see my wife's reflection in one of these frames here. You're it's cancels all that stuff out. But when you, so I explain to my students like this, if you, if I said, close your eyes, you can even do this right now. If you want close your eyes, And I want you to think about anything on my screen that was pink. And really think about that. Take a second and think about that. And then if you open your eyes and you look at the screen, you start noticing how many things are pink, right? From the Philly, from my book to the Philly thing over here to um, some of the colored pencils and markers that I have over here and stuff like that. Maybe if it's clear enough, you can see some of these colored uh, paper clips and stuff. When we start looking for a thing, we start seeing a thing. When you, you know, maybe it's like when my wife bought a RAV4, um, I'd never seen a rav she brought it home. I'm like, what, what? where the hell did you get this car? Like, what, what is this? Then all of a sudden, I just start looking around the neighborhood and like everyone has a RAV4. All of a sudden, I'm like, damn, would they all buy them like at the same time? Like, um, so it's start asking, start looking, start paying attention. And I think things are going to show up when you do that. Um, if anyone else has a resource, maybe you could even say what state you're from and if any because i know different states have different resources if you put what state you're from maybe uh if someone in the comments knows like a good idea in that state what you could do that would be awesome i'm so hot right now i'm glad i have a t-shirt on under this i think i have a t-shirt on. yes i so do okay good <laughs> It was going to get real weird for a second. <laughs> yeah, if you didn't
1: goodness. Hey. Um, okay, goodness. It's the late night show. It is. Um, all right, Sarah's up next. Asking, have you ever had an impromptu observation by a DH slash admin on an off day when your kids were crazy? How did you handle
0: it? So I had Sarah. I, one of my issues last year was, I think I had fifteen observations. Crazy by January. And none of them did I get a heads up. So it kind of became a game because the kids were all like, I would have kids in there. I had a student one time um, that I said they were reading journal entries, system principal sitting in the back of the room. And he goes, yeah, this one time I was like with my friends and we were at the store and they thought we stole something. And the guy was like, you stole chips. And I was like, bro, what? I wouldn't steal any effing chips. And then just like kept telling the story. So afterwards, I knew I knew she was going to say something about this. I get pulled into the office for like the 1100th time last year. <laughs> and it's um, so we're condoning swear words in your classroom. And I'm like, I, all right, I knew this was going to be an issue. I don't. But to be honest with you, that student never participates. And mm-hmm. the fact that he even raised his hand and shared his story, I was just like, this is so great that I'll he said it. it. Yeah. I said, and I actually I spoke to him after class and said, like, look, man, like if for no other reason, like when the AP is in the room, like, could you just chill with the language? And he was like, my bad. I didn't even know I said it. It was my bad. I, I'm sorry. She goes, well, why did not you just call him out on it right then? I said, but because he participated. And so like it's like it was like even little things like that I would get in trouble for last year. And like I got I, that, that was like a letter that went in my file. Um, so it has happened. But then what it became after that was a game where I would tell the kids we had this thing where like anybody that walked in my room got um, a round of applause. And if it was an administrator, they got a standing ovation by the students. Sorry. And it was just, fu- it was really funny because like any rando, like your friend comes in to borrow your stapler real quick or something like that. And the kids all applaud for them. And they're just like taken aback. And and used to drive Cho crazy. She'd be like, she just look at me and go. I hate you. Um, <laughs> so it was, it was just kind of fun But then the game was, if someone comes in, anyone comes in, you are to be the most perfect class that anyone could ever walk into. And the kids thought it was hilarious.
1: Because it was a game. But I'll
0: tell you what, it did also. It wasn't just to be sarcastic and and funny. Students that never participated, right, that literally stared at the ceiling, they'd be like, "Um, Mr. Reynolds, I have a thought about this particular topic that you just brought up. So they start, like, actually... Participating oh
1: because gosh, they like turn on the charm. Yeah, like, we like Eddie Haskell comes but, out, right? But like, in
0: a way, babe, that like did I say that? It wrong? was yeah. <laughs> in a way that was like, oh, now I know that you're you were paying attention. Mm-hmm. Now I know that you that you can speak up for yourself. Now I know that you can have a well placed. thought. Like where I just thought like you were really nervous, or like I was wondering like what your comprehension level was, right. or or your processing level. Like n- now now I'm in the know. So it woke up all these great things that I was like. That when they leave, I'm like, oh, bro, guess what? We're on the hook now because I can see like where your head is. And you were just you were just playing possum before or something. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. was it was awesome in a hundred different ways.
1: Nice. Yeah. She said she had she's had really great observations as well. Yeah. This was like she's a first year teacher. Um Friday afternoon, it happened. Oh my! You see yeah.
0: what I'm talking about? Like, right? <laughs> what a dumb time to observe something. It's She's
1: like, like, she felt awful. She said,
0: "Yeah, don't because it is, um,
1: more common than you think." Probably. Yeah, it's like, it's like
0: it's you know what I liken it too. You you would get this when you take your kids out when they're little to a store and they have a meltdown, oh, right? I and know, then the right? whole store, the so all of Target's staring at you like you're the worst parent that ever lived. <laughs> And all you want to do is just like give the finger to everyone and walk out of Target. But you're just like, it's this moment of you feel like a bad parent off this one solitary interaction. Yeah,
1: and you can't judge yourself um, on that.
0: So yeah. And there I have a whole there's a whole lot to say about that too, like how you follow that up and stuff, but that's another time.
1: All right. Uh KR is up next asking, I don't know how much you can share, so no pressure, but what's been your experience being a Christian in a public school school setting?
0: So I, because my calling was to teach in, in a very specific type of school, right? Um, like all of my heroes have been folks that have uh, worked in the margins and helped folks that were often forgotten um, by society. Right. And so for me, our, our school and i don't mean this I, i'll put it out there just in case someone's wondering this is not some sort of savior complex right this is going where you're called to even though you're not even sure like what am i doing here um so our school's mission was to help black males specifically to um uh, get to college and beyond because black males have the lowest graduation rate of any demographic in the united states of america so that's what we did and there were other kids there were like it wasn't there were a handful of other um sort of like that like we had a couple of asian kids once we had one white kid once like it's it was a little bit more mixed than than just uh young black males but uh nonetheless um i to me it was let me say this um Gosh, I'm trying I'm trying to get this in- into a nutshell because I could talk about this for a really long time. I think when you feel called to do something, there is a new level of like, I just feel like I could walk in the spaces and places a little bit more confident than I would if I didn't feel called to be there. And so a friend said to me recently,
1: I don't think it's that- just called I think it's it's you're walking in your purpose. Yes. Right. Yes. Like this is exactly what when you know yeah.
0: in your heart that this is where you're supposed to be and this is what you're supposed to be doing yeah. here's the difference you're not fighting for victory you're fighting you are you fight from victory and let me say that again you don't fight for victory you fight from victory you already won you're already in the space you're already in the place the the the, the all the the difficulty of being there is is sometimes part of your growing process is part of you practicing resurrection in, in, in that space. And so that, that was largely my thing. Now, look, I I said this before, like, until that video, like I didn't, I didn't, I never have said, uh, except for on live feeds, I've, I've rarely mentioned my, my spirituality, um, and, and my faith. Um, and that was on purpose. Right. And I largely got that from one of my greatest heroes of all time, Mr. Rogers, who never talked about (laughs) the fact that he was an ordained minister. Um, but, just wanted the fact that the light that was shown on him and he was shining on other people, people kind of connected the dots and that has happened for us as well. But like now, you know, that, that has shifted. Um, but, uh, it is, I'll tell you this. One of the great things too, that I learned, felt at the conference this weekend, since I've mentioned that, um, is that you start when you, when you have a particular faith and then other people in your school have that faith, you now have allies. And I, I, that is man just gave me goosebumps um that's an extraordinary experience mm. so when you are like whatever like you're
1: whatever baptist your you're christian
0: yeah. like whatever you identify yourself as you're a catholic and you find other folks that are operating out of that same space it is like
1: it's empowering man
0: on like a deep level where they get the work also well, hopefully and
1: that's been a lot of just even in the comment just everybody yeah. it's been awesome but i i'll say this like you forgot to say this, and it's something that you've, or I don't think you did, um, that you've always said uh, when people ask you about, like, being a Christian in a school setting is you always have said, I operate by, like, not by so much words of, of saying Saint you're a Christian, Christian, right? And, Saint like, Francis talking said, about Jesus always. all the time, but you're, it's your actions, right? Your love for students, your continual love, no matter even if they... Fail your class, like yeah. whatever it is, like yeah. you're always there to support and love. And I think that that shows like that's how you operate in a public school yeah. setting. And I think you would operate like that if you were in a workplace. Like that's how a, you operate
0: everywhere you go. Mm-hmm. That's how you operate at Target and getting your oil changed and everything. St. Francis said, uh, preach always and when necessary, use words. And that is something I have uh, value that I've lived my life by.
1: Yeah. All right. I skipped Cheyenne's questions. So oh. We're going to go backwards. Let's go back. All right, Cheyenne's asking: Are you going? Uh, are you going to be doing uh, tours and meetups now? Mm-mm.
0: Can I share my <laughs> insane idea?
1: I mean, it's a it's fear. a really, it's, it's an really, idea. really insane idea that CJ is playing with. You can go ahead and.
0: I have this idea that oh, I had goodness. when I was driving to Akron, <laughs> driving to Akron. First you gave of all, it too
1: much time to think. I think
0: it was seven hour drive about <laughs> that. I got hit with so many emotions on the way. I have not stopped the process very much. Like I pray every morning, but like, um, I have not stopped the process. And then going there, I got two messages, one from a student that left a comment under the YouTube video, uh, Frozone, who said that he tried to visit me at school and the school turned him away. And the other, um, was Joe Joe's name at that time. I changed it. He's in my book. I changed his name in my book. Um, cause I didn't. I didn't want his young decision to follow. Like I didn't mm-hmm. want it, that to be traced back. Whatever. To him, anyway, Joe was the young man who um, I eat lunch with every day, and I found out that his friend had been shot and killed, and then that's why he was exhibiting certain behaviors in my classroom and in school. Joe calls me. Yo, uh, <laughs> yo, where you at, Reynolds? I said, I'm in my car. Oh, do you go for coffee? Because everyone knows I go for mediocre <laughs> coffee every day. Um no, I'm on my way to Ohio, bro. What are you doing in Ohio? So I said, I said, I'm on my way to go speak somewhere. Oh, he says, I'm in front of the school. I said, Oh, for real. And and he goes, yeah, but they won't let me in. I brought my nephew up to meet you. And I just wanted to come see you. And, um, so I was like, I had to tell him that I didn't work there anymore. And he was like, what? And like, when I got off the phone with him, I, your heart. I started cr- I'm crying in the car in the <laughs> middle of Pennsylvania, like trying to navigate a st- this rainstorm that I'm driving through. And it was really it was a heavy moment.
1: Oh, and it's um, it's it's who it is. Also, it's like a kid that you have a yeah. huge connection with.
0: So then it made me st- then I got angry that school sucks so bad for so many kids. And what can we do? Like what what drastic action could we take as Real Rap with Reynolds? to help teachers and help schools in mass. So I have this idea. I am trying <laughs> to figure out logistics that I am thinking about taking a road trip around the country and I will speak at any school for free with the hopes that that will eventually lead to some paid gigs. Um, Cause I've not been doing a lot of speaking. I couldn't leave my school last year. I got in trouble for taking off too many days to go do stuff. And that's all another thing. And it's probably valid uh, that that one's probably valid, <laughs> um, but it is where can I get in my car or rent a camper and I'm going to drive around the country and I will speak at any school that will have me for free um, or they could just kind of like pay what they can. Like, if you can just give me some gas yeah, there money. has to be
1: a caveat of like how can we make money? but well, we thought about doing like, a
0: Patreon, yeah, and then like maybe donation. folks could donate something so that just so I can get to the next place,
1: keeping Reynolds on the road.
0: But like we thought for like a few weeks that might be an idea of something that we would do. Um, I'd love to know what your thoughts are on that. Like, if you could leave me a comment or a message or something like that. Like, if you think that that would be useful, everybody I talked to this weekend that was a speaker just looked at me like, why would you do that? Like, why would you do it for free? And I'm like, cause I want to speak. I want to speak at like some of my favorite spots I've ever spoken. I have been, um, juvenile detention centers. Well, it's have the most prisons, underserved, right? Yeah, like I've been like to it, like someone who like a school, <laughs> a poor school that is on a reservation that could never afford to have a speaker there. It's like, literally give me lunch and I'll come speak at your school. And if you don't have lunch, I'll just take a hug. Um, But is what kind of drastic action could we take to get out there to start connecting with people and to just love on teachers um, and show up and 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 help? So that's my thought. Are
1: you gonna vlog your? uh,
0: I will. I will record the entire thing. Um, Old school vlog. Yeah. So then Jeremy (laughs) will get an eight-hour video from me to (laughs) to to, to do something with. Oh my gosh! That's what we're thinking about.
1: It's crazy idea. Um. Okay, you got me all distracted. Sorry, now.
0: my phone's got me distracted. We keep getting spam, and it's I just got one that said, "Are you constipated, <laughs> bro?" What? One, no, and two. Uh,
1: <laughs> Why are you sending me that? Thanks
0: for asking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no. All right, Katie is up next. Oh goodness, asking tips for teaching while sick. I teach middle school ELA, so lots of energy needed to keep up with the kiddos.
0: So one, Katie, take off um don't feel bad about taking off john lopez does it regularly even when he's not sick he gets the intentional flu um the (laughs) other thing yeah i love it too because he always sends me pictures of martinis and scallops um (laughs) the other thing is uh
1: this is prescription
0: those are if you can't take off yeah if you can't take off dr dr lopez says martinis and scallops um the the other the flip side of it is to do um find something that's low stakes that your students can do. I, and so, but, but I, I th- and actually before that, it's telling kids that you're not well, that like, whether you have a really bad toothache or you have, you know, like, I mean, some, some, some ailments are a little bit more personal. You don't really necessarily want to say them, but you can just tell kids you don't feel, look, I just really don't feel well. I need a day or two or three. So I'm going to give you this work. And if we can do this, we're going to, for half of a class, we're going to watch a movie. Um, I used to, to to still have kids read. I used to show, I would show Spirited Away or something like that in um, so that movie. Oh, I forget what it was. I, I don't know if it's Chinese or Japanese. I forget wh- who, what the, where that movie was initially created. But anyway, I would play it in its original form and then put subtitles. So they had to follow along with the movie and read it so that they knew what the hell was going on. So, you know, admin will come in they're like, you're watching a movie again, I'm like, dude, we're reading a movie right now. And we are, we're reading and growing and learning and doing all this stuff. So it's, it's, it's either taking off or explaining to your students that you don't feel well, and then creating a low stakes lesson, whether that's reading, whether that's an audio book, whether it's a movie, a TV show, but I think that that's, that's a way to get through it.
1: Oh, that's me. <laughs> is yeah. it my oh. turn? And what are
0: you uh, laughing at over there?
1: I'm laughing. This is an old, like a while ago. I know. Chris Carson, he says, my coworker used to give me grief about being too nice and not teaching anything. She asked one of my students why he liked me so much. And he said, everyone loves Santa Claus. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't, I can't read these comments quietly and not giggle to myself. <laughs> oh. oh, goodness. Now I have to find a question. I'm sorry. Chris
0: Carson. He's over here being Santa Claus. Oh,
1: gosh. Um. Okay.
0: What a great dude.
1: Oh, Barry over on Facebook is asking, have you ever considered educational leadership? You have an amazing energy and such a positive influence.
0: So, Barry, I, you know, I have steered away from leadership my entire life. I've been asked a lot. um, But everyone I knew that was an assistant principal, um, they got stuck doing two things. Lunch duty for three hours a day and dealing with everyone else's problems. And I'm not against dealing with everyone else's problems, but it just felt like less time interacting with students. And that's why I got into the work that I got into. I want, like, as a teacher, especially when I learned how to say no to, like, all the things that I was asked to do so that I could just focus on kids, then that was, like, the dream part of the job where I wasn't in, like, wasn't doing... 57 other tasks or an extra class or um can you cover a class my my school had so such teacher loss last year we some teachers were covering two to three times a day so all your preps and it got to the point where i told them you have one i'll do one a week that's it and if you <laughs> give me another one i'm just not going to it so just be prepared um and then they like that would be it. well tell
1: people how so, you handled it so, they so handle, i would like, email do they do? the
0: principal and say there must have been a mis, uh, misalignment. No, you would get an
1: email in the morning that said you'd have a coverage or something, and then yeah. you would email back and say...
0: There must have been an error because I already covered a class this week. And as I told you before, I will not cover any other classes unless my salary is increased or I get what that teacher was getting paid for the day. Um, and that's <laughs> just, just how I did it. And and then they'd be like... They literally just didn't They respond. didn't know what to do. And I'm right? like, but so I will not schedule be you. in 109 at eight o'clock in the morning because it's my prep and I need... I already had things scheduled. I was like tutoring kids, helping other people out, helping other teachers out that were melting. Um, so the the thing right now, Barry, that I feel so unbelievably empowered by is that I get to do that work. I get to do that leadership work when I want, where I want. So I'm driving around the country, going to schools. I can do whatever I want when I want. And if anyone that knows me, that as I've ever spoken at your school, um, I don't ever like just come in for my session and then dip. I'm like, if folks are like, can I talk to you after this or can I talk to you after school or can I take you to lunch or can I get you a beer or whatever it's like when you need a little bit more I'm I love it like let's do it yeah hell yeah like I'm glad that you're asking me to do something um do you want to come look at my classroom real quick I have something cool that I made in there yep let's go I would love to look at your classroom um so that feels like I'm getting to do a little bit of that work now although it's not like in an official capacity
1: I just feel like if you go into a role, someone else asked this, and so I'm not going to get to this question, but um, they asked, like, would you do college professor or, like, open a school and all these things. And I just, I I think the thing that we continue to come back to with all of those questions, because, right, you could have just left your school and went to a new school. Um, yes. But that's not what you're, you're feeling led to do next, right? Um, and really, any of those other roles and positions they still just don't they allow you to it's just not a far enough reach yeah really and that's really what you're being called to is like you the ways in which we're planning and trying to do and imagining and dreaming now gives yeah. a bigger reach into not just teachers but like school leaders and principals and trying to you're help right. shape schools if we can try and help work and shape schools um to support their teachers better and make changes within their school, to really be a voice for teachers, I we can make such larger change that way than we could if it was just. I,
0: you're partially right, right? Because country. then I meet educators like um I I I, someone I knew and then a, a new guy. This guy Josh I had not met before. Um, Josh and Mike Earnshaw have a podcast called the Punk Rock Classrooms, and Mike Earnshaw. Teaches in a district that has wild turnover, right? Mm. His school, no turnover. He's That's been a principal crazy. there for 10 years and nobody they he said we will occasionally have a para leave for a different position, but teachers don't leave because they love what he's doing. Right. There. That's what I'm saying. And there so are schools
1: you can. that are doing it right. Yeah. There are schools that are great yeah. that How many do it right. Messages
0: that we got from people that are like, I really feel bad for people because my school's like it's been my best two years ever. Yeah. And um, I want to say Josh Prater was saying that to me one time. It's but, just
1: it's just hard. Right. It's like I, we recognize that it's not just yep. teachers that need to change. I think there's things that teachers can do. To, well, it starts from to, the top. Right. The, right. It's,
0: it's John. John but it starts with yourself. Uh, Maxwell's always. Law of the lid it is you can only be as good as your admin is being. You can only be as good as any business's leadership facts. And so they won't
1: let you be any yeah. better than them.
0: Great businesses are great because they have great leaders and crappy businesses suck because they have crappy leaders it's not the workers it's right. never the workers
1: so it's not about just for us at least yeah. in our business and our visions it's not just supporting teachers although they are the the backbone obviously and the the major it's really trying to help and influence admin and leaders to see what teachers really need yeah um and how they can better support them
0: yeah punk rock classrooms that's worth th- i i mean i'm going to go check it out i've not listened to it yet but talking to those dudes who man Yeah. We closed the bar the other night.
1: All right. Let's do a few more because we've been very chatty. Let's do it. Um, All right. John Fox is asking, whenever I say take out out your book and open to whatever page, my students take forever. Some start chatting. Some start looking for the book. Some say, what page? Any advice for (laughs) (laughs) transition?
0: So we are, John, we're going to actually do it. um, I'm going to give you an answer, but we're going to do. It was supposed to be ready last Wednesday. And I just I sometimes it's too much work to get everything done. Um,
1: well, and we're the part of us building a whole business is like building those teams yeah. to help do all these things. And that's a so l- it's lot to do.
0: <laughs> student engagement workshop we're doing. And one of the things we're going to cover is transitions. I think that one of the ways to do transitions is to make them fun, to make them a competition, to like I'm giving something out for the first first 12 people to have this ready. Right. you're gonna get this candy now i'm gonna tell you and when you're are we ready i'm gonna tell you what book and what page all right yeah because kids love candy or stickers and then i would do stuff like i'd give kids great stickers and then um if you were like the thirteenth kid to have it's like all right you didn't do too bad I'd cut a sticker in half and give it, you that <laughs> yeah. I'm like you get half a kitten like or like whatever <laughs> a smile yeah and I always get like the craziest weirdest stickers um five below is a great place they have great stickers there um and they're five and below so uh they this is not this is not a paid ad but um but if five below is watching send me an email um mm-hmm. but they like that's a that's a f- really fun way to do that, um, or to have kids like have um, clues around the classroom where you have to try and figure out what page. You're, like you just make it like just a little bit extra. It doesn't take long. It's sixty seconds or less.
1: Wait, come on! Just write it on the board isn't going to work because I'm really boring. That's what you I could literally do. <laughs> write it
0: as large as you want on the board. You could set your I'm, hair on <laughs> fire, and in the midst of the fire are candles that say one, six, eight, and the kids go, "What page are we on right now?" are you kidding me? I don't have hair anymore. Cause I like, that's how hard okay. I want. Now, even when I hand those, have those signs, you know, I talk about in my talk yes. about how like, I can make those signs in the hallway. Say like vocab test today on this big giant poster board, right? I'm standing out there. Sometimes it has lights around it. it. Sometimes there's music. Sometimes I'm yelling it down the hallway while holding the sign and kids will still come to Megaphone. my class and go, yo, what? We have a vocab test today, bro. I swear. I <laughs> swear.
1: So John is not alone. No. Oh, but I think
0: make, trying to come up with ways to make it fun um, or that they have to pay attention or that's or it's gamified helps kids to 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 want to get something.
1: Um, again, it comes back to because it's fun. Yeah. You made it fun. Yeah. All right. Sherry's asking, how do you build your confidence or feeling strong in every class?
0: <sighs> Sherry, this is I had a really, really great conversation last night where. It is. I want you to really think about this. Where where are you on your value list? Right. So when you think of the the things you value the most in your life, right? So for me, it is it's God. Then it's me. Then it's my wife. Then it's my kids. Then it's school. Then it was real rap with Reynolds. That, that has since moved up a notch. Um, <laughs> Then it is fun and then it is friends, right? That's my value list in my life. Um, so if I'm really number two, that means I'm putting more into me than into anyone else. And then we're not just talking self-care, right? Because self-care is like, like I'm not just talking about like getting a massage once a month or like, you know, hanging out with your friends. I'm talking about pouring into yourself. So when I needed, when I knew last year that I needed to go back to therapy, it was, no BS, what does I it take? I just want to I interject to to and say,
1: like, yeah, literally, like, last school year was the year that you had to do all the things that yeah. you're saying. Like, you put... I don't know if anybody I, noticed, like, no. the only thing we had out last year were Sunday night teacher talks. No, like, there was a reason... I could put videos out. I put more CJ videos out had, in the
0: last three weeks than I've put out all last school year, He could probably.
1: only do what he could do, and it was, like, literally surviving yeah. at the school year.
0: So, it was... Going back to therapy, it was I would do um, sensory deprivation float tanks, which is a weird one. And it's not for everybody, but it was great. Salt rooms, massages, uh, chiropractors, um, exercising way more and consistently like it was. I heard someone say last year, um, when you don't know what to work on, work on yourself. It was thinking about the books I was listening to, the podcast that I was listening to. And so. In that, what that what that does, it doesn't just build you up, it unlocks you. So you start learning things about yourself and you start learning that what makes what you think is ordinary makes you extraordinary. What makes you weird is what makes you wonderful. And so when you start unlocking those things and realizing that, like your silliness. So here's two examples. One, my silliness is something that often got me in trouble in school. It often made other teachers look at me like like I was an idiot. Um, and I would internalize that sometimes and it was difficult, right? So although I was always, always, always doing it, it does get hard when you're getting kind of like you're hearing, you're getting crapped on too much, right? The other thing is, and this is the one that not a lot of people know about, but I'll be vo- really vulnerable. I come from an utterly angry family. Um, I was raised by my mom. My dad died when I was four, I was raised by my mom's side of the family with Family members that were in and out of jail that struggled with substance abuse, alcoholism, drugs, um, like constant madness, like baseball bats by the front door on Thanksgiving because that one family member might come over and then things had to get real. Like, so growing up in that and then knowing that that anger is part of my makeup. I di- it wasn't about me getting rid of anger and not being angry anymore. It was about me taking that anger, focusing on something Um, because for me, there's turn the other cheek, Jesus, and there's turn the table, Jesus. And so it was getting mad at the injustices that I was seeing around me in my neighborhood, in my school, in my community that I was working in and living in, and then using that. So what that did, a lot of that self-work was, or or work on myself, was um, unlocking things in myself that helped me to show up and to know, no, yo, I, like, this is this is good. Like this is a gift that I have that the school needs, that students need, that people need. And I don't have to be everything for everyone. But Seth Godin says people like us do things like this. Not every teacher would watch this teacher talk right now and be like, This is this is great. I love this. I love this advice. I love this energy. They're just like, there are people that are like, this is stupid. This is so dumb. You can't do that in my school. This is so like this guy's an idiot. Um, yeah. there there are haters. Right. But they're not here. Go
1: look at our right? go look at the comments on the YouTube video. Yeah. Like, yeah. They're there. It's,
0: but people like us do things like this. So I think part of building confidence is unlocking what makes you wonderful, what makes you weird, what makes you different, what makes you not ordinary, but extraordinary. And then pouring gasoline on that fire. And, um, you know, I have I have a really great YouTube video. I, I'm going to tell you it's really great, not because of me, but because of the story that I tell in it. That is not even my own story called why not be fire you should go check out that video um and that will that will unpack this a little bit more for you all
1: right i mean there's plenty more to keep going one more okay we can jill is i don't want the
0: podcast to go too long like this turns out as if you will if you never need it this turns out as a podcast uh it'll go out tomorrow morning 6 a.m eastern time it's supposed to go out um and jake's back from vacation he was all being bougie over there in colorado with the fam so
1: cute i know his kid Uh. is cute as hell Um, Okay, Jill's up next. She's asking, "How do you deal with the student, the students who won't attempt to do anything in class?" I teach Year Nines, uh, business and economics, and digital technologies in Australia. Jill,
0: I've answered this question so many times, and I love it. So I'm going to answer it for you full force. Here's here's there's a lot of ways to deal with students that don't want to do anything. I have found that the most effective way, though is to help kids unpack what in the world are you doing at school anyway? So when I have a kid, and in my school, uh, the majority of our students were raised by single mothers um, and moms that had to work two jobs just to keep the lights on. Many of my students were raised by grandmothers or mom and grandma together. And so when you have a kid who's living with mom and grandma, mom's working two jobs and grandmom already raised her kids, she shouldn't even have to be doing this anymore. It is really a question of what do you want to do in your life? What do you want out of your life? And the question, the answer is always one of three things. It's I want to be in the NFL, even though you're 98 pounds soaking wet, you want to be uh, a musician or some sort of artist, whether it's hip hop, whether it's a graffiti artist, whether it's something of that nature, um, or you want to be in the NBA, right? Those are the ch- three top choices. Every once in I'd say the fourth one is a business owner, but it's real generic and no one actually knows what that business is. So my question is, So when you're the average, so it's getting real, real with kids. Here is what it takes to get into the NFL. I'm not shooting down your dreams. I'm not telling you you can't do it, but I'm saying that these are the criteria to get into the NFL. How are you going to do this when you're not on the football team right now? Because now you're just talking nonsense. Now you're not even trying to really be about it. You're just saying it because it sounds good or because it's what you're pipe dreaming about. So the average NFL career is three to four years. What are we doing with the rest of our lives after that? right you can't you're not living off a million bucks for the rest of your life bro like look at like let's talk about that so it's really getting kids to get real clear on what do they want to do where do you want to live how many houses do you want to have in your house how many how much money do you want to make a year um or not not even that one like is what what does your life look like are you taking care of your mom are you taking care of your grandmom are they just still working two jobs for the rest of their lives um Do you want to have a house with an extra bedroom because, you know, things get tough at your dad's house sometimes and that your little brother might need somewhere to stay and you want to be able to have that space for them? When your little sister goes off to college, do you want to be able to buy her all of the decor and her books and some new outfits and be able to drive her there yourself. Like, what do you want your life to look like? Then I have students or I do it. I will write all this out. One time I, I've I've been known to even clear my desk. Like literally like I'm in a movie, clear everything off my desk, push it on the floor. Dramatic. Draw, yeah, because the drama, it gets well, the it kids, to, right?
1: right? Yeah.
0: It, it, is th- it is this persona right here that grabs them where they're like, oh snap, Reynolds ain't being silly anymore. And I draw it all over my desk and then I price it out and I go, this life, costs about $65,000 a year. But what we're talking about right now is that you're going to go get a job working for Amazon for the rest of your life. And there's nothing wrong with that, except it doesn't align with your goals, right? So if, if Amazon's paying you 40 G's a year, you're not at 65 G's a year, and it's going to take you this long to get there. And then it's painting the picture. And then it becomes how bad do you want the life you want? Do you want to be living in your mom's basement for the rest of your life next to the Christmas decorations? You call it your apartment, but we already know what it is, bro. You failed. So when you can get kids real clear on what you want and why you want it, it's for your little sister. It's for your brother. It's for your mom. It's for your dad that's been working his ass off since your mom died two years ago to just keep things together. Now, tell me you don't like math because I don't care because math is a game now. Latin is a game now. Reading of mice and men is a game now. Are you letting, are you telling me you're letting geometry get in the way of your mom not having to work anymore? Of your grandmom finally being able to retire and you can take her food shopping on Sundays and buy all her groceries? It is, it becomes a conversation where now this is a game to get you to where you want to be at. And that conversation has changed more students' minds, more students' attitudes, than any other conversation I've ever had with kids. Because now the last thing I tag that with is you need to know that you don't even got to do it alone. We, You have a whole community of educators here that want nothing more than to see you win and live the life of your dreams. So let's get to it. Um, that, that's the conversation I have with kids.
1: Yeah. I love it. I think it's just making it real. Like kids have to understand a why when there's no, when it's just because like that answer sucks, yeah. you know, you all hated when your parents said, oh, Bugatti I said so.
0: a Bugatti's great. Go get yourself a Bentley. Awesome. Love it. But how are we get, yeah, it's like right? a little, in real- a real way, realistic and then plan. Who else? Like, it like,
1: well, makes kids I go just love oh, that. either like. And for some, I think you've even worked it out where like some are like, I don't even need school. It's like, well, what are you here for? This isn't what you want. It's like, but even having them question that in yeah. a real way is just it's so having kids dramatic. Nobody's their- ever done that with them. No,
0: it's getting them clear on their purpose and their passion and their why. And then like, even when kids are like, yeah, but I, you know, I don't need a lot of money. And it's like.
1: Oh, I you love don't. it. Jill is business and economics. Yeah, like she's got. Don't she's talk got to that me about not down, needing a lot of I'm money. Sure. Let me tell you,
0: what money unlocks, bro. Yeah. Money unlocks you to be the ability to bless people. Yeah. Like in a real way, you don't got you don't need the donors choose when you can, when you got a bank account when you can help people out and then you. I just I can go on and on and on about it, but that is that's what I do with that.
1: All right, we got um, to answer one more because right. um, Sam Whew. gave us a super chat, which was wonderful. All right. Thank you so much.
0: I'm fired up now. Did you hear me? Yes. Oh, thank you um, very much.
1: Yeah, so they're asking, can you talk about it's your UK meditation? Thing? I like that it brings up the amount. Gosh, I didn't mean to do that. Thank you, though. It's a um, great question. Can you talk about your meditation practice, and do you listen to a script for how so long?
0: So I have done meditation for about more than 20 years. I started with, um, like, this adult class I just took at night. It was, like, our, our, my neighborhood I grew up in. They had, like, these classes. you remember doing this? It was, like, meditation in some woman's basement. Um, oh, and yes, we used yes. to fall asleep every week because I couldn't do it. I was just like, I'd be like, oh, and then I would pass <laughs> up. So um, it, that then tra- transition to something <laughs> called contemplative prayer, which is reading a scripture from the Bible. And then you are you pick a word you um, you are trying to unpack and just let that marinate and and thinking about like um, letting kind of like that scripture kind of ramble around in your head and seeing what, what there is there to unpack. And then you have any word that you want. It could be peace, could be love, could be, I don't know, you know, spaghetti. Um, and you are that word is to help you bring it back. Um, I've done a little bit of transcendental meditation. It's not really my jam. Um, but it is now. And then I, and then I got put onto something a few years ago that really kind of shifted me. Um, impact theory, Tom Bilyeu from impact theory, has this practice called think he calls it think a And <laughs> so he does not try to just focus on nothing. He just lets his mind wander. So he gets up in the morning, has coffee works out. And then he does this think a where he just sits quietly. Um, he has headphones on that have a rainstorm on in them. Drowned out all the extra music, which is something that I do every single day. I play this live 24 hour rain thing that helps me to just focus in. So I don't hear my neighbor getting ready for school or my dog barking at someone. Well, I still hear my dog, but, um, and so for me, it is, I don't time it. I used to, I go as long as I need to, but it starts with, um, I, I do a quick prayer, um, to enter into the time. I then do certain amount of time for, uh, gratitude where I like literally try to feel the gratitude and I do this in the morning. I, I love it in the morning because my wife is still asleep. both my cat and dog are asleep. Both of my kids are asleep. And I know everyone's safe. Everyone's safe. Everyone's healthy. Um, everyone's comfortable. And I l- try to feel that gratitude in my heart of like, damn, like this is like I have cre- I've helped craft a life where like people are living here and they just they're at ease right now. They're not going to wake up and worry if they have something to eat. And so I try and feel all that out. um. I then try to just be quiet for as long as I can, which is a little bit difficult sometimes. Um, the longer you do it, the better you get, and I can drop in pretty quickly now. And then it is just trying to clear my mind and seeing what what comes up. Um, uh, and then it is praying at the end of that for my day, for the people that I love, for the people that I've told that I would pray for them. And then um, and then I go into like a like a different thing. I come out of that and I and that. And that really creates the space. Sometimes I drop back in the meditation after I do the prayer because 20, 25 minutes, 30 minutes in, you hit like this state um, where you're you are you're so calm that it's kind of like when you wake up in the morning at a really good night's sleep and you have that like in between, like I'm not quite awake, but I'm not asleep, but I'm not going to fall back asleep. Like that kind of chill zone and that's what I want to enter into my day with. So that's what it is. Um, I appreciate your super chat. Thank you so much. Um, and I think that's it for this week, gang. Um, we will be back next week at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we are, so, and let me know, yo, like, I'd really love to know what people like. Do, do, you, do you think I could get, like, uh,
1: someone said, a lot of people me? say uh, that they were like, come, come, come to their school. So, so but you have to I
0: guess we need there needs to be a little organization because we need to know from <laughs> from principals like I want to come speak to your school or There's your PLC or whatever right like so it's like could we do this could we pull this off it's something I'm thinking about doing um, sooner rather than later to do this kind of road trip to help teachers um, be who they're called to be so that's it gang look I cannot tell you how much I love this community I love all of you that show up every week. Next week, if you meet someone that you think might be able to use this or if you heard something this week, you know, like this is free of charge. If you could just um, let someone know about it if they need it, because all we're trying to do is help as many teachers be who they're called to be as we possibly can. If there's anything we can do go ahead wife what you got
1: or give us a review if that's what if that's the easiest thing you can do give us a review on uh itunes yeah uh, hit under, the thumbs
0: up on here like it do just, all those
1: little things It, it helps the algorithm. on itunes
0: a review all it does is help us in the algorithm helps us get in front of more people and really just help more people that's all we're trying to yes, do here uh,
1: uh chris thanks uh chris said he'll make us a bologna sandwich <laughs> who eats bologna chris carson I <laughs> I feel like I ate baloney when now, I was like in second grade.
0: Now, you know, the Oscar Mayer Wiener song is in my now head. Now it's going to be stuck in my head. Bologna has a first name. All right. So um, that's it. If you need anything else, you can go right to com. We'll help you out with anything that we can. Um, and, you know, follow us on social because it's a fun place that you can just kind of see behind the scenes and what we're up to and all that kind of stuff. So that's it, gang. We'll see you next week. Thank you so much for being awesome.
1: Have a great week, everybody.
0: Peace.